live brunch. No, you look at me. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Welcome to another live episode brunch. of Live Brunch. The one word or the one phrase that we say the most according to the, to the internet stream. Uh, just, to, <laughs> just to start off, I, I think, Toby, you were phenomenal this morning and you shared so brilliantly on A, the theology behind uh, the conversation, but also your own personal experience. And just to say, hey, if this, is, if this has touched a nerve or if this, is, um, this has just made you feel vulnerable or made you... You know, if this has been hard to listen to, um, we are a community and there's people on the pastoral team who uh, would love to get in touch with you. And uh, so reach out to us and connect with us. And please, please keep speaking. Please keep talking. Um, I don't think we'll have all the answers. I don't, really, I don't think we'll fix all the problems in these next few minutes. But we're very much here to have the conversation. We're, we're here to, to engage and to learn and to keep going on our journey. And... Uh, yeah, so thank you so much for tuning in. And Toby, welcome. Christine, welcome again. Good to be here. Hi. It is lovely to have you here. Toby, do you want to start off with, uh, just to say also, if you have any questions, please drop them in the Instagram chat or in the YouTube chat, and we will make sure we get back to you with some answers. Um, Toby, do you want to start off with a quick 30-second summary of yeah, the preach? Sure. I think that um, really uh, what I was um, going for uh, was... Um, the where the, we looked at the origin of racism um, from the Bible, and, and that really starts in Genesis three, and I laboured uh, the point that Genesis three is important because it really helps us uh, see the sin of racism in the context of the wider story of the Bible, and leaves room for the solution that Ephesians two verses thirteen to sixteen talk about, which were our scriptures for today, which is ultimately the solution being Christmas, being. Jesus and his birth into humanity and how ultimately Jesus himself has experienced uh, the uh, the discrimination if you like and and, and what we experience uh, those of us that have encountered racism and that we can he can sympathize with us in his humanity and in ours and more than that he doesn't just reconcile bring us back to God through his coming he brings us back to each other through his coming and that enables real, true racial reconciliation. And, and that's it in, 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 in short. And that talks a bit about my, my experience as well, as you say. Brilliant. I think just to talk about, just to maybe start off with all our experiences um, on this issue. So for me, just to share a really quick story, is um, it really landed home a few weeks ago when my, my, my seven-year-old daughter came back from school uh, saying that one of the seven-year-old kids in her class said, you can't do something because of the color of your skin. Uh, and obviously the, the school and the teachers and everybody picked up on it and, uh, and they, they called us in and they spoke to us saying they were on it and they were addressing it. And, and even the, um, we knew the, the, the boys' parents and they came and were profusely apologetic and said, I'm really sorry, we don't know where these kids <laughs> come up with this stuff from. Uh, so, so I don't think he grew, he, this little kid has grown up in a, in a racist home. I think kids like to find difference and exploit it. Uh, and so just to start off by saying, hey, it's never too young to have the conversation. So we are talking to our kids about, about these issues. And my kids are, so we are from a mixed race. My, my, wife, is, my wife is white. 
and my kids look very different. One kids look one kid looks more white than the other, another kid looks a bit more brown than the other. So just their own responses to the situation will be very very different, mm. and the, the the situations that they may find themselves in will be different. So I think just having those conversations conversations at a young age that mm. you know is there's so. difference, but mm. you don't need to exploit it. And, um, yeah, so I'm really glad that we're having this, this conversation. Christine, is there anything you'd like to add? Um, well, I haven't experienced racism, but um, I think that my response to the events of this year has been to look at myself, because I think it's very easy to think, oh, I don't do that. But actually, um, I, I just feel it's important for all of us, whoever we are, to look at ourselves and think, is there anything in me? Because it gives us a wonderful opportunity to come to God and ask for forgiveness mm. if there is. Brilliant. Mm -hmm. but before we, we really unpack some of the theology behind what you said, this is a big theological yeah. and cultural conversation, yeah. mm -hmm. but it's also very pastoral. These are people's lives that are being affected and people who are dealing with, um, with needs and with hurt mm. and, and frustration. Um, you know, what would you say to, to, to let's, let, let's, not the theology, we will get into the theology events later, but to people who are pastorally, the people who are, who are struggling with this issue at the moment, what would you say to them? Well, I would say that we need to go back to our, our previous series where we've talked about the Exodus story mm. and That's we good. need to tell our story. Um, but more importantly, for many of us, we need to listen to others' stories. And then we need to help people connect their story with what Jesus has done for them. And that's whether they've experienced racism or not, or whether they felt threatened or, or wherever they find themselves on the spectrum. We, we really need to get those stories out because it's when the stories aren't told that that stuff stays under the surface. Mm -hmm. In our, what we were talking about this earlier, you mentioned us having the whole posture of listening to people. Yeah. I love that because... I feel like there's not a one-size-fits-all. No. Uh, everybody's on a different journey. Everybody's <coughs> got different stuff going on. But, but more importantly, I think everybody's response is very different to it. Yeah. Um, even within the three of us, our whole view on this has, has differences, as we were talking about earlier. And when we're quick to listen and slower to speak, I feel like that does seem to, okay, let's try and understand where you're coming from. Uh, yeah. Let's not try and fix it with this one magic verse. Yeah. I think it's important to say as well that um, uh, perhaps there would be people that would be perhaps even shocked by the uh, kind of amount of emotion, if you like, that's been poured out uh, this year over this subject, perhaps even thinking, well, I've not really seen it. Um, I think the best way for me to explain it is that um, it, in, in amongst people that have experienced racism, it's kind of like it's not necessarily just one decisive thing it's kind of a, a oftentimes a number of years of uh, of discrimination racism and it's kind of like being uh, sort of using the analogy punch in the stomach like over and over and over yeah. and over again over the years and then there comes a sort of a moment historically where it it, it, it sort of comes out in a sense and people speak about it and the the the, the raw of emotion it's kind of been almost bottled up for years and mm. so it's just I think part of the reason it's it's been so um, uh, such a, a big, huge, uh, emotive response is for that reason. So many people have been uh, trodden under for so many years, and this is an, an opportunity to really express, "Whoa, this is what I've been feeling." And I think it's appropriate to to listen to people that have uh, been through been through that because mm. that's it's it's healing. 
it starts the process off. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I think just touching on the church, mm. the church's role in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you, the church is such a big. <laughs> it's quite hard to narrow it down to this church said this or that church said mm. this. Um, but you could say in some cases that the, that some some churches maybe uh, have been guilty of racism. Um, the Bible doesn't even have racial equality as its primary goal. Um, the sal- salvation of all mankind uh, and drawing people to Jesus seems to be the primary goal of the gospel of, of the Bible is. Um, so I guess my, my question is, do you think the church is really the answer to this? Do you think the church structurally as an institution is, is racially biased? Or do you think it's just a few backward people here and there that just need a bit of a, hey, come to an awareness of where you're at? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a really, really good question. And I know people that struggle with this very question. I think there are a couple of answers uh, that I would give. The, the first thing that I would say is that if... Um, if you are a Christian and you are struggling with the role of the church in racism, um, and let's say you've stepped away from the church or say, I'm not going to come to church anymore because of that fact that I'm still a Christian. The reality is that you are still the church. Mm-hmm. The, the church isn't those people, you are the church. And it's kind of like, this is our collective history. We can't divorce ourselves from the church over there and uh, no we are all the church and therefore we all have a part to play in um, bringing about racial reconciliation and to step away from the church if you felt that was the case would would that make things better for the church no I don't think it would and it might be that this passion that God has given you I spoke rather passionately you might say and this passion that God has given you is is him wanting you to instigate and initiate change Mm using the bible and understanding the gospel uh, so i would say don't turn your back on the church for that reason and and secondly yes the church has been guilty of racism that we cannot get away from that however the church has been guilty of the opposite as well the church has been uh, has been um uh, positively um progressing the cause of equality um for many years, that's, that's the message of Jesus. And that's what we preach here every Sunday, really, the, the, the gospel of Jesus. And wrapped up in that is, 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 is God's love for people equally. Uh, and so while we can look at the, the sins of the church, and we can, <clears throat> we also need to see that the church has done much good on, on that front. And, and, and so I think we need to be balanced and proportionate and understand that if the church was totally perfect, that I wouldn't be allowed in it at all and so yes there is some we all carry sin and we're all not perfect and we're all together looking at the perfect savior jesus who experienced all of these things who truly is the answer so in one sense jesus is always the answer and the church is the jesus hands and feet to be sure but the church in itself we are all together looking at him yeah That's what I'd say. just need to clarify that it's not just you who wouldn't be able to be part of the perfect church none of us mm. would be would you? you're not thinking especially him <laughs> <laughs> because none of us are perfect yes absolutely yeah brilliant it is always so funny when people do say that oh, i don't like the church i'm walking away but but you are the church who are you walking away from exactly and where are you walking away to yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um not to belittle people's struggles with church i guess the um to get a little bit more specific on on some of this i'm sorry before just, i had another I had another question before i'm gonna jump to that question i think um 
on other big cultural issues and moments, like the whole conversation on sexuality and, uh, and gender and, th and those sort of things. Um, the Bible's view could be quite counter to the direction that that culture is going. Um, but on something like racial injustice, I, I think the Bible and, and, uh, and Jesus would very much uh, endorse racial <laughs> equality. Should the church be doing more? Should the church be saying a lot more into this conversation now? Because, hey, with the Bible, this is something that we can actually get behind and, and help do really well. Well, um, I think that the, the gospel is really... So the issue is um, there are so many injustices in this world. There are so many evils, truly. Um, and what we aim to do as a church is we aim to preach the Bible and the gospel of Jesus, which is ultimately, we believe, the answer to all sins of all kinds. And uh, so could the church be doing well more, uh, the worldwide church, if you like, well, you could always argue everyone could be doing more. It's like if someone said to me, could you pray more? Well, I guess I could be praying right now this second. Um, but at the same time, um, I, I, I do believe that um, messages like we've preached, we had one earlier in the year, and, and I believe we're having one um, similar in, 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 in January from, uh, from Joel. Um, those messages are key. And I think that while we do go through uh, the Bible, uh, that's important. So, for example, as Christine said, we've just been looking at Exodus and the, a lot of the outworking of the, 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 the issues of racism, simply by going through that book, actually, you would gain a lot of freedom by mm -hmm. submitting yourself to that. Uh, and so uh, sometimes we obviously address it head on and, and perhaps maybe we should a little bit more, perhaps. But really, ultimately, what we are, I am concerned with, especially in my preach, my message from this morning, is the solution. And the solution is always Jesus yeah. coming to Jesus time and time and time again. Yeah. And that's, so that's what I would, that's what I would mm. say. Mm. Yeah. I think through the weekly preaching of the word and our own study of the word, we can expect to be transformed because mm. the Bible talks about the word transforming us, not being conformed to the world any longer and there's you know while we're while we're preaching we are actually doing something all the time mm. we are teaching people and we are exposing them to the power of the word to transform their lives so mm. it's not that we're doing nothing even if we're not addressing the subject head on but if anybody is reading through the bible in a year doing anything mm. like that mm. they will come up against this issue in one way or another time and time again time and time again in mm. scripture and we're called to be not just hearers but doers of the word and that's so important mm. superb um our good friend carolyn bain big love to you carolyn we absolutely love you carolyn's uh husband and daughter were on the uh, or on the worship band and the live stream, and they're just phenomenal people and singers. Um, so she said, despite what was said, it's not admirable to say you don't see color. It's racist and offensive. Great word, Tobes. Um, what do we make of that? Um, not seeing color. So I, I like what you said. I think you said um, racial diversity should should be used to, to celebrate, not separate. Mm -hmm. You said it much more eloquently than I did. Um, what do we think of that? Should we see color and acknowledge it, or should we try and avoid the conversation well, I, I, and, I, and what does that look like more importantly so I'll, I'll, there are two I think that I wouldn't want us to um, stumble over this because I really can see both sides I truly can so uh, my wife Nina if you ask her I, I mentioned she's white uh, British 
um, she it's not like she doesn't see colour, but the way she would articulate it, being married to a black person for the last 10 years, having a mixed-race child, is that she doesn't, she doesn't see a person and see black person or see a person and see white person. She sees the, a, a person. Mm. That's the way she would articulate it. Now, um, that doesn't mean that... And what I—that doesn't mean that she doesn't know that they're. What are you? Are you black? Are you white? Are you somewhere else? It, it, it's not that level. And I think uh, sometimes it can be kind of. I don't know what the word is. If a person comes and says, oh, "I didn't even know," because well, sure you did. You know, I am black, and 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 the, the Bible doesn't call us to all kind of be this kind of. I think even I think even Meryl Carolyn's husband wrote a, a, just a spectacular poem on this um i just get it watch it it's brilliant um that says ultimately we're not all beige god didn't create us to be beige and actually god celebrates the differences between cultures it's, it's beautiful and it's especially living in a city like brighton when you walk down the street you see people really from all over the place and and so i think that's to be separated so i don't think it's all about kind of us all being even the, the chapter says one man in christ it's not all, all us being assimilating the same by no means it's us being uh, having godly character through jesus christ but embracing the, the the glory and honor of the nations like the culture the clothing and the 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 the, the, the dance and, and the foods it's all to the praise of god's glory and i think that we do well to accept hey we are different on certain levels and that's okay that's a really good thing and we celebrate that Oh, you started talking about food. That just distracted me. <laughs> you got a mince pie, haven't you? I don't have a mince pie. You don't? I, okay. That was, I wasn't thinking about a mince pie. I was just thinking of some of the wonderful cuisines that we have. I guess generalizing is, is quite fascinating because if, even if you if you caricatured me as an Indian, what does that look like? Because there's a billion or so other Indian uh, men and women and mm. I know that I'm significantly different from most of them mm. uh, or, or different. We're all very different. Mm. So how do you just broadly put somebody into it? It's frustrating when people, you know, I've, once or twice people have said to me, you don't act black. <laughs> and I'm thinking, <laughs> what is so what, do I, what does that mean? <laughs> what does it look like to act black? Like what, what does what I don't, you know, and, and it, you know, that I would say is, is very offensive. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean? I am black. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I can, I, I, you know, anyone that does that, I just think that that's not the way to, to think. Mm. Brilliant. Um, well, I lost myself on, on the huge list of questions <laughs> that, <laughs> that I have. Okay, okay, here we go. So I think just to make this a bit, a bit more specific, yeah, we've talked about um, G- Genesis 3 and then Ephesians 2 and really getting it at, at the highest level of if we start with Scripture mm-hmm. and making understanding through that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, bringing it down to reality, you've got social media and all, and all, all the campaigns like the, uh, the hashtag Black Lives Matter and just the stuff that's going on on social at the moment. Mm-hmm. There seems to be a cultural momentum mm-hmm. uh, towards uh, racial, fighting against racial injustice and, and inequality. Um, what, what, do you, what are your thoughts of when you, when you see the social media campaigns and, and, the, and the memes and the stuff that, that gets put on? Yeah, so um, I kind of uh, sort of subtly referenced or maybe not so subtly referenced uh, that in in the message. And I think that um, in and of themselves, they're not a bad thing. Um, I think that's the first thing to say. Um, And the heart and the the, the, the spirit behind people um, that are posting these things is is good. It's this passion, God-given passion for justice Uh, and I think that um, specifically with the the Black Lives Matter hashtag I think it it, 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 we just have to be careful in as much as there are two forms at least I can think of of Black Lives Matter there's the 
hashtag Black Lives Matter, the words which are true, and amen, amen, amen. Um, and, and there is also, uh, if you were to go on to um, the, the website of Black Lives Matter and they outline it's, it, they, their manifesto, uh, there are a number of things in that that are just not Christian. And so uh, when a person is posting Black Lives Matter, it's are you posting the term Black Lives Matter? Yes. Or are you posting the spirit of, if you like, this, uh, the people, the organisers, the creators of it, which I, I wouldn't agree with is the way to go. And so it can be quite difficult. Either way, I think it's kind of a conscience thing. But furthermore, I think what I'm more, what's more on my heart is that ultimately having, having posting Black Lives Matter or having a blackout on your Instagram feed, that doesn't change anybody's heart. Mm. What does it do? It, it gains attention. It, 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 you get a voice. It may initiate some change, but ultimately, as a Bible guy and as Christians, what we want is not just change on a on a on a surface level in behaviours. We want heart change. Mm. The great Martin Luther King once said that. Um, I think he said, uh, "Changing laws can't make a person love me, but it can sure stop a person from lynching me." Mm. And he said, "I said." And he thinks that's pretty important. Mm. And it is important. I don't want to be mugged. I want my son to be mugged in the street or whatever. But at the same time, I want more than just not being mugged. I want to be loved. I want, I want racial unity. And that can only come through the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I am jealous for Christians, especially in our uh, social media presence, to use it even more wisely by posting scripture, by posting things about Jesus and, and the gospel, because that is the solution. Because if we limit it to just saying Black Lives Matter, which is a true statement and I am behind and agree with, ultimately we, will get, we may get some change, but not the fullness that the gospel calls us to. So that doesn't mean that every single post you have to you quote Genesis, the whole chapter three and do an exposition. You, you may not feel gifted to do that, that's fine. But I would challenge Christians and uh, to say where you can, let, let's get the let's get the the, the 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 gospel in there because that is the true solution to lasting racial change. Mm. Brilliant. I think the trouble is that social media is such a melting pot, isn't it? And it's not a great place to have reasonable, rational conversations. And I think what often happens is that things get so adversarial. Mm. But Christians are called Very to be peacemakers. You know, and we need to find ways of doing that. Um, and I think we need to be, as Toby said, particularly careful with what we post mm. on social media. I'm really enjoying Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land, and in one of his early chapters when he's talking about how he was running, even before he actually ran for his state senate position, I may massively get the names and stuff wrong, so forgive me if I do. But he talks about, I think it was the, one of the first Chicago city senators or something who he came across, who was, who was a black man. Uh, and he did, he did not agree with all his policies and he was not a man of the highest moral standing. He was just you know, a politician who who managed to get to the top. But he said, it was not so much me agreeing with him, but it's it's how he made me feel and how he made us black folk feel mm. that um, we could accomplish anything. Mm. And, and even when you listen to his interviews about the book, so he's, he's trying to encourage uh, young people, um, young black people to know that, hey, there isn't a glass ceiling for you. You can actually go and, and do significant stuff. Mm. Um, I guess, how do you hold that intention where you've clearly, in some ways, got, uh, n so not necessarily the senator man, but there could be 
the campaigns and the ideologies and stuff which could be immoral or could clearly be wrong mm. but yet it's inspiring a younger generation it's inspiring even it's it's inspiring people to to review their whole outlook towards racial injustice and and questioning any of the things that they said which are, which in the end does bring about good how do we hold those to intention well i think it is attention uh, and there's no um easy answer um as you've said there are you can see the the benefits of of kind of both outcomes i just think that um ultimately um uh, i am a very proud black nigerian man uh, and but i am a proud christian and mm. i see myself as first before anything a christian that doesn't mean that i'm not black and i've spoke for 25 minutes um on 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 that um but i think that my heart is because i'm a christian and a black christian and a proud one at that is for whatever we do in public or in private to be uh honoring and glorifying to jesus and uh where possible to uh speak about him and speak about what he has done and speak about the true roots because i i believe that that ultimately is the way forward for us as a society to rid ourselves of of the sin the gospel and and any and any sin and so even if there was a campaign that was doing a lot of kind of good and and helping people as you say i would see it as my responsibility as a christian to where possible tweak it acknowledge hey this is a great thing um and i believe this this and this uh, this is what I'd emphasize. I, I perhaps wouldn't say it so much like this, but I'd, 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 I'd bring in Jesus there. Perhaps I'm not being very eloquent in my answer, but take what is good and, 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 and tweak what is not so good. Brilliant. Tobes mm-hmm. and Christine, thank you so much. Our time is, oh. has come. So did you want to say something? I just thought that we had more time. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, we could talk for much longer, couldn't we? Yeah. Um, but before we do, we look at some of the small group questions. Mm. Uh, Tobes, you're preaching next week. Yes. On the issue of government. Government, yeah. You're really going for it, mate. <laughs> yeah. The short throw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the easy ones, yeah. Yeah, well done. <laughs> uh, also to say, Joel Virgo, um, in our next series in January, Relational Wisdom, Joel Virgo is going to be looking a bit more into this. So this is not the end of the conversation. Uh, we're going to carry on looking at it uh, through next year. Mm. Um, small groups, so as, as I said, you know, please... please this is not the end of the conversation we very much want to have uh, the conversation in our small groups uh, we believe in doing life as community uh, but if you're not part of the small group maybe these are some good application questions that you might find helpful and the first one is what has been your experience and reaction to the cultural conversation about race this year number 2 how does jesus make a difference to the way that we think and respond to this topic and number 3 from what toby said what resonated most with you and how does it impact your life yeah you know, as i was reading the question i i feel like we we could have spent a lot more time talking about how jesus has um has helped us own in our, in yeah. our own personal experiences <laughs> in, our, in our own personal struggles how does he bring us peace how does he br- uh, bring us reconciliation and I know I can speak on behalf of the two of you and me. We absolutely love Jesus. Mm. Uh, we believe he is the answer to to everything. We love the relationship that we get to enjoy with him, and this season is very much about celebrating him. So, mm. uh, enjoy Jesus. Keep exploring Jesus more, and and enjoying him. And enjoy the Christmas season. And we look forward to seeing you next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.